Today we're talking with Lipscomb University softball player Joey Jarizzo about her softball career, her faith, and a plethora of topics that every athlete should think about and talk about. Joey is entering her fourth year of Division I softball, and she has been living for Christ on and off the field during those years. In this conversation, we talk about how she's managed to stay close with Jesus in college, showing both servanthood and leadership as an athlete, who she relates to most with in the Bible, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss this conversation. Please make sure to subscribe to the show and share this episode with an athlete you know today. But for right now, let's get into this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I am Ken Burke, and our guest today is Joey Jarizzo. Joey, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, excited for the conversation. Uh, for the listeners out there, the reason that I got connected with you was because you played softball with my wife uh, back in the, the good old days. But uh, <laughs> before we get started, is there anything that I should know about her from back then that I probably don't know? Oh gosh, I don't know, but I, <laughs> I do remember we were in Chattanooga playing a tournament and she's like, I met this guy, like, I don't, what? yeah, she was talking about you. Um, and we were sitting wow. in the, we were sitting in the car and it was super cold outside. I remember her being like, I think I like him, something like that. And then I guess the rest is history because here we are, but. Hey, well, I mean, that's good to know. Like at least it, uh. At least it worked out. That's a good yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I did not know that, actually. She may not even remember, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to bring that up to her. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Joey, thank you so much again for coming on today. I think you have probably a really busy schedule at, Lip at Lipscomb right now, and you know, with a season, season about to start, uh, it just really means a lot that you took the time today. But uh, as we get into our conversation today. I think the first question I want to ask you was, how has your faith in Jesus impacted how you play sports and just how you live your life? Um, I mean, that's a huge question because my goal is to allow it to permeate every facet of my life. Jesus is the only one to perfectly execute that, but that's the goal. Um, just um, allowing the roller coaster of life be centered by Christ. And I've learned that through you know, playing sports and the ups and downs with that as far as like, you didn't expect this to happen or why aren't I playing good or I am playing good. And, you know, just the highs and the lows, just allowing Christ to like bring me back and center me and remind me of my purpose. Um, that's pretty much what I try to live by and uh, think about very often. Yeah. Has, have you always been able to, um, keep softball in like one compartment or not one compartment, I should say, but like not make softball your identity? Because I know for myself and so many athletes that I talk to, that becomes your identity. How have you been able to, you know, battle against that in your time as a softball player? Yeah. I mean, that's been super tough. And I think it's a daily thing that, um, is hard to manage. I remember, like I, re I really wasn't aware of it until I came into college and how much it's consuming because of the amount of time spent playing softball and the pressure and just the another level of everything. And I remember like working through my faith and trying to like feel that or like embody that. And I remember writing in my journal like the first year, like today after practice, I didn't do well. And this is the first time I felt that my identity is not founded in my performance. 
and obviously it's not like that every day, but I do remember that profound moment. Like, wow, like I feel the separation. I feel like I'm still loved no matter what, like I'm still valued no matter if I struck out three times or whatever happened. Um, but it's, it's a daily struggle. And now from the flip side, my senior year, I'm realizing I'm going to eventually transition out of this sport. And when I go up to people, I'm, I'm recognizing that the first thing I'm like, Hey, like I play, I play softball at Lipscomb. And it's like, I can't say that forever. And that's part of life. So now I'm like, okay, I'm reminded, what is one thing I can say, regardless of the season of him? Hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. And like, maybe that's not exactly what I say. But the point for, for me to remind myself is like, that never changes, that never shifts, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how much I don't want it, that's the truth. Mm. Um, and so just being grounded in that and, you know, working through that is kind of like full, full circle with freshmen and then um, now senior, but it's, it's hard, like it's hard to, to embody every day for sure. It is. It is so hard. And has that set in that you only have one season left? A little bit. I mean, in a, in, a, in a way, yes, because my goal is to soak it all in, like enjoy these girls, enjoy this moment, like enjoy, you know, leading them and also like following them and learning from them. Um, and just this special season of life where I can like be a kid and a student and run around with my friends every day and go eat every day. And, you know, all these fun things is, is, is special and just trying to soak it all in for sure. That's my, that's my number one advice for every athlete out there that I talk to is just like, take it all in because it's, it's gone before you know it. And I think in, uh, something that I saw that you did recently was go on a mission trip to Mexico uh, a few months ago. How was that experience? Because I feel like there's so many different uh, culture shocks that can happen uh, when you go to a different country, especially as an athlete, like how they view sports and, and stuff like that. So how was that experience? Um, it was simply amazing. Um, it was about nine or 10 of us all on the softball team. And we were actually led by a previous Lipscomb softball alumni, which was awesome to have like a leader who has walked through the same season of life that we have. It was just really cool. It wasn't the first time I've been out of the country, um, but it was very refreshing to just go there and realize like we have so much pressure on us that we put on ourselves to, you know, portray an image and look strong and look smart and look put together and all of these things. And it doesn't matter there. Mm. They, some of these kids don't have shoes. Some of these kids, like everything that they get is a gift and they value it so much. So they value things like soccer and things like, you know, playing outside and, it was just a good reminder of like, wow, like our image doesn't matter. We, we joked like, you know, America is the land of the free and home of the brave, but like really Mexico and like all these communities that are impoverished and they're the land of the free and home of the brave, just because in, in the sense of they just live their life with joy and everything that they have, they do it with intention because they have so little. And it, it's a be- it was a beautiful thing. Like there's beauty in the mundane things in life and just being able to recognize that and slow down, um, was awesome. Yeah. I'm sure that experience was so cool. And were you able to like witness to people and like, you know, talk to them about Jesus? Uh, yeah, we basically partnered with two different churches and played with the kids. So we even attended a church service on a Sunday 
So we were able to interact with them, um, definitely talk about Jesus, do arts and crafts related to faith and all that good stuff. And we actually, by the, by the end of the trip, it's kind of tradition that some girls decide to get baptized. Obviously that doesn't have to happen, but there's an opportunity for us to get baptized. And um, it was really beautiful because the night before four of us had decided, including me to get baptized. And we went to house visits the next day. And one of these girls who was 16 had been contemplating like when she wanted to get baptized and this and that. And I guess kind of our story inspired her timing of wanting to get baptized with us. Um, so we went out into the ocean and we're all baptized together. And the word was read in English and Spanish. And it was awesome. It was it was just beautiful. And it's there's something about like getting out of your, not only your comfort zone, but just what you're familiar with and just going to a completely different country and submerging, submerging yourself there, it can do a, a wonder for your faith. That's what, I've, that's what I've noticed, at least for myself, and I'm sure you've noticed that too. Knowing a little bit about your background, you, you grew up in a Christian home, that's what you said, and I grew up in, in, in a very Christian home as well, and I think that that hurt me and helped me a lot of the time because some, some of the times it felt like it was just like really watered down for myself and I was just going through the motions as a Christian. And then other times, like I, I would know the answer, uh, but maybe I just wouldn't live it out. So for you yourself, did the gospel ever get like, I don't want to say diluted, but like, did it ever become less than what it is because you were completely surrounded by that? I would say yes and no. From my perspective, I don't know if it ever got diluted, but I never recognized the power of it. And I never recognized the magnitude of what it meant for Jesus to die on the cross for us until I kind of started to read my Bible on my own account, like start a, a personal intimate relationship with Jesus and really dive into the word on my own accord. Like just really be curious about God and allow him to like lead me through that, whether that's through the word or through a podcast or through a book that just supplemented my faith and my knowledge to, to put these things in place in my life and really believe them. Um, so I think once I kind of hit college was when that became apparent, I was like, wow, like I really didn't know what I was missing and I was missing so much. Um, but I did all the things I went to FCA, I prayed every night, I went to church, that kind of thing. But I never realized the magnitude and still, obviously we all are realizing the magnitude of, of what he did and what the whole Bible means to us. But, um, yeah, that's how I would say my perspective shifted. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I completely agree with that because I think that when I, growing up, like you are constantly going to church and being a part of FCA and small groups and youth groups and stuff like that. And for some people that can be like, awesome for their faith. It can be really encouraging that just always being around that. But for myself, I didn't fully grasp it until I left my home and like figured out like, oh, this is what the gospel meant. Like this is actually why we need Jesus. But yeah, like going towards softball now and like your experiences with that, how big of a difference was high school softball compared to, you know, Lipscomb D1 division, division one softball, collegiate softball? It was a huge difference. Uh, obviously, the game is the game, but it speeds up yeah. in every aspect. There's more responsibility. The team dynamics are different. Um, we go to practice for four hours every day or four total hours in a day. You know, it's whereas, you know, at home, I'm doing whatever. And 
when you're on a travel ball team or high school team, you're the top dog and you could arguably get by by not even do, not even trying because you're just pure athletic and you work hard on the occasion or whatever. You know, not to say that I didn't work hard, but um, it's definitely a different level of grit and grind for as far as mental and physical exertion that, you know, you either adapt and have an open mind and allow it to push you and allow the girls to push you and help you grow or, you know, you refuse it. And that's where people kind of eliminate themselves or just, it gets, it gets weeded out over time. But I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it because it's so hard, but it teaches you so much. Mm. It's, it's so demanding on your body, your brain, your just everything. So like, why, why do you think it's important for you though, to, to push yourself and push those limits and be the best player that you can be and be the best person that you can be? It's a gift. I mean, the ability to breathe is a gift. The ability to walk is a gift. Why not experience the, the fullness of that gift that was given to us by God? Mm. So we, you know, he's the only one who knows our true potentials and why not go out and discover that as far as like, let's see how far I can run or let's see how long I can run. And um, obviously there's a, there's a limit to everything, but I think it's a gift to be able to move the body and push the body and try to um, hone in on these specific skills um, that he's given us, you know, the power to, to use and to hit a round ball with a round bat, like all these things that seem like impossible, but when you break it down, like we, our, our bodies are beautiful and um, why not explore that potential and see how far I can run and just, I don't know. I, I, I just fell in love. I've always loved exercise and kind of pushing the mental limit and getting in that, you know, that pain cave a little bit. I really think it helps me experience the Lord more personally um, when I'm in, when I'm in that mindset of training. Has it been hard for you to balance wanting to push yourself, but like knowing your limits? Because that was hard for myself, as especially as an athlete. For me, yes, for sure. Because yeah. I'm like, a, I'm going to go all out all the time. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard to know when to say when sometimes. I, I could definitely burn myself out on trying to perfect this thing. Or, you know, I've learned, I guess, how to balance that over the years. But I definitely remember like freshman year. I came out of the game. I started I started my freshman year in center field and eventually got benched and I was like I'm going to do everything better than everyone. Like I was determined I'm going to stretch better than you. I'm going to I'm going to run better than you. I'm going to, you know, to a crazy extent I was like I'm going to be better just because I want to earn my spot back in there's only so much you can do and it can definitely burn you out when there's, when there's not that balance. And that was also the, the, you know, power or the struggle between, you know, my identity being in my performance and learning how to sit on the bench and view the game from a different perspective. Um, but I'm thankful for that. Looking back, I, I needed that moment and I needed to appreciate both roles uh, and both views of the field because they're both of importance. Yeah. I, I don't want to expose myself here, but like I sat on the bench a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I did learn a lot, like, especially like sophomore year, I was 
coming off an injury. It was just, it was just not, uh, my time I should say. And yeah, I, I did learn a lot though, looking back on that. So what did you learn as, I don't want to say a bench writer, but I I call myself a bench writer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I learned that you can bring energy Mm. even from the bench. I have always been like, I'm firing my team up when I hit a double and I'm fist pumping on second base. Lulu can tell you about it. (laughs) Um, And when I came out of the game or when I wasn't hitting, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was as a player. I didn't know how to contribute. And it almost gave me like this mental, like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I had to learn, I had to get creative with ways to bring the energy in the dugout that would help the team help the rest of the girls in the dugout also help the team because our, you know, our sport rides so much on cheering and yelling and, you know, just bringing the energy, bringing the momentum. And so like when I would do charts, I would create my own columns and fist bump from the bench. If there was a hype strikeout or, you know, I, I just really had to get creative with what and use what I had um, to contribute to the team. And that really helped me and definitely, learning from some of the upperclassmen who were also on the bench at the time, like it was fundamental to, to appreciating the fullness of the game for sure. How did you, I guess when you were in that situation and even still to, 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 to today, how have you managed to stay close with Jesus? Because I mean, as a college athlete, there are peaks and valleys, like every, everybody knows that. How have you been able to just stay close with him, prioritize, you know, reading your Bible, praying and just you know, going to church even. Yeah. I mean, it's been a struggle and I'm definitely far from perfect. Um, I would love to say I read my Bible every day in my college career, but that's just (laughs) simply not true. I don't know. Just experiencing his love once I was just hooked. And so even the times that I would stray away from him, eventually I would realize, oh my gosh, like this blind spot in my life, like I've strayed here or I'm believing this lie. And just opening my hands back up to him. And uh, I personally like visualize myself just like laying my head in his hands, like he's holding my weight. Um, And just, I don't know, knowing that we can come back to him regardless. And that's a constant struggle because the enemy wants us to feel shame and feel like we can't go back to him when we've done when we've done simple things or when we've ignored him and we decided not to pray and we decided to do this. Um, mm. But just knowing that I can come back and really putting in the effort at one point, somebody was like, I was feeling, I was not feeling the Lord and I was like stuck in this rut. And somebody's like, Joey, just open your Bible. Like, just do it. You just have to do it. Like, don't wait for this perfect feeling because you know, feelings go up and down, but just do it first, be obedient, and then feel the effects of the Holy Spirit working in your life and in the fruits of your labor after the fact. So I that really resonated with me because I was waiting for this perfect moment. I was waiting to feel motivated to, you know, like read my Bible and like get into my quiet time or whatever it is. But it's like, just do it. Just be obedient. Just just trust that he's going to work through you, even if you don't feel this like movement every single day. Um, so I think just the diligence of being obedient um, and being consistent over time has really uh, compounded over the years. No, that's that's such a, a good 
good piece of advice for everybody out there because I uh, I don't know if it was it was John Gordon. I saw a tweet from him. Uh, if you're familiar with him, he writes all these books. He's a speaker and stuff like that. And he said he asked somebody like, "How are you so, so successful?" And it wasn't like hard work. It wasn't being lucky. There was a little bit of luck, but it was consistency. Like if you are consistent with whatever you do, there will be dividends will be paid. Like you will, you will find answers, especially when you're walk with Jesus. Because I mean, I, I have gone years before not reading my Bible at all. And I mean, being consistent with that has negative connotations as well. And then when I started to read my Bible all the time, like I could feel Jesus, even when it was so hard to to understand what he wants me to do in a situation. But it's, I mean, it's tough. Like like you said, you're not going to be able to read your Bible every day. Like it's, it's very hard. Uh, it's very hard to find that consistency. But I think it's hard to balance being a servant and being a leader. And that's something that I think you mentioned earlier, like Jesus did that perfectly. He was the perfect example of that. How have you been able to show that servanthood and that leadership on the softball field and off? I just try to take the posture of I'm not above somebody else because I've been here for four years Mm. or I've done this or I've done that or I've started this many games and you haven't. It's, you know, somebody I heard this somewhere where we're not on this like ladder of faith. It's just a continuum and everybody's on the journey at a certain point. So we're all here. We're all at the same level. It's just what point are you at in your journey? And so it's not this competition. I think that's why Jesus called us to be servant leaders because he didn't approach the situation that like he was better than everybody else. And so to embody the way he led um is really my goal and just to uh walk with humility is a big part for me and obviously balancing like confidence and humility as possible and you know i'm definitely not perfect with you know maybe feeling entitled here and there but just earning my spot every day and um, choosing to work hard and know that nothing is ever like I'm not, I'm not deserving of anything. I have to earn it. And so also taking that posture helps other girls also fall into that same understanding of we're all earning it for each other. It's not just, I'm earning it for me. I'm not just earning my accolades or my stats. Like I'm earning runs for you, or I'm earning, um, I'm helping us contribute to the overall goal of, of striving towards success or striving towards you know, a championship or whatever it is. Um, so, and I just, I just really want to love the girls. Like I really want to show them that there's so much potential in their hearts to grow and that Mm. Jesus sees that potential. And so I am really passionate about just trying to expose that potential to them and make it known because they may not even know, or they may not even see it or believe it. And so like, I love to just, you know, try to empower them also, you know, telling the truth that, at times, but just really um, build people up um, and mimic Jesus as much as possible. I'm glad you brought up brought up your teammates too, because one thing as an athlete, you're going to be around people that aren't Christians. That's just, I mean, that's life. That's when you're done being an athlete. That's just what's going to happen as well in your job or wherever uh, you may you may be. What has helped you in not conforming to those people around you, but offering like your advice or your wisdom and just being around them still and just showing Jesus? 
that's a tough one to navigate. Um, <laughs> but really praying for them has really set my heart in the posture yeah. to uh, walk in the line that or the path that Jesus wants me to walk the best that I can while also um, influencing them in a good way. And not to say they, you know, over time, like I've been influenced one way or the other for sure. Um, but our spiritual formation leader here said, Joey, like pray for all of your teammates and see what happens to your heart for them. Um, and so I've made it a goal to intermittently pray, like take 30 minutes or, you know, however, whatever block of time to just, you know, pray a couple sentences for each of them. Um, and so that helps me really be intentional about thinking about who they are as a person, what their needs are, at least from my eyes and helping me have the open hands and surrender to allow the Lord to help me see how I can help them or how they can help me or how, you know, they can show me Jesus or how I can show them Jesus. It's, it definitely goes both ways. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that I do is really try to pray for them. Um, and just, yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a great answer. Like you can't, somebody said like, you can't change somebody's heart, but you can change the way they view Jesus. And that's, I mean, if you, if you just direct them to Jesus, Jesus will do the rest. Like if you just plant that seed, that's all you have to do. That's all what Jesus calls us to do. But, uh, but Joey, thank you for joining me today. Uh, I had one quick question or one last question I wanted to ask you just off the wall, random question. Who do you relate to most in the Bible? Because there's a lot of different characters. Uh, who do you relate to the most? I was thinking about this earlier, actually. <laughs> um, and I would probably say Moses. No. Oh. Uh, this past, summer our team was just kind of all over the place and i started reading exodus and the israelites are in this were like in such a similar position and god was calling moses to lead these people and he, and moses has stage fright and he doesn't know how to talk to them and they don't trust him because they're waiting and you know moses just like lord like help me lead these people i don't know what you're trying to do with me i just know that you're calling me to do this um and he just like the Lord just like opened his heart for leadership and servanthood of these people. And I just related so much to him because it's like, wow, like, Lord, I don't know what you're doing in this season of life with these girls or with this team or with this program, but I know you're using it for good. And so I pray that I can just embody that posture that Moses had. And, um, he says, I, and the Lord says, I know you by name and, I have favor in you and it just follow me and I'll give you rest. And I was like, just so content, found so much contentment in that truth. And in that story, as I kind of prepared for my senior year and just even going into this year and even the spring, I'm excited to see what happens, but I just have this contentment about me like that I've never had previously in my career. It's just been like, you know, no expectations, just like go in there and play with freedom because the Lord's going to use it for good. And I've just, I have this um, peace that is not often felt, but you know when it's felt, it's like from the Lord. And that's how I feel going into the spring and with this team and with these girls. Wow. 
That's a great answer. That's a really good answer. And I cannot wait to watch you part the Red Sea one day. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but Joey, thank you again for coming on today. I, college athletics seem to be changing every day. So it's just awesome to see college athletes like yourself just sticking out for Jesus. So thank you again. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, for all of you listening out there, thank you so much for tuning into our show today. Uh, it means so much to me and so much to us. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. As we say every single week, Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.